There you go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the timingresearch.com crowd forecast news for March 6, 2023. We are recording this at 1 p.m. Eastern time, and this is episode number 379. Uh, so today, um, I've arranged for uh, Sonny Harris and Michael Filgera to join us again, and Michael's going to moderate today. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to him. Thank you, David. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you are in the world. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, my name is Michael Filigera. I am the proprietary trader, um, owner of tradershelpingtraders.com and also logicalsignals.com. And I'm joining here today with my good friend, Sonny Harris. We always have a good time when we come on and, and do these programs. And also, we just always have a good time when we get together just to talk. So we have a lot of information to share today. And um, first thing I'm going to do, though, is turn it over to Sunny so she can introduce herself, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then we'll go on with the show. Thank you, Michael. I'm Sunny Harris. I'm a mathematician and a programmer, an author, and a trader, primarily trader these days. I've been trading for 42 years. I have a website called moneymentor.com, and I have uh, an indicator I call Sunnybands that I use for all of my trading. And I primarily trade two things. I trade equities long-term, meaning to me weeks to months, and I trade the S&P 500 on a five-minute chart intraday. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. And thank you for adding that uh, trading equities long-term. Because now, now I know why you were asking for those symbols. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, it's great because there are a few that are really moving today. <clears throat> and one of them has gotten a really great upgrade from a major uh, commercial bank, merchant bank. So it gives us something additional to talk about. But sticking to the program, normally what the first question that we ask on Mondays on and the, the CFN show is when you're talking about the S&P, um, I got to just check. Okay, the, according to David's chart, it's showing the S&P opened at 4055, and we're talking about the cash, 405515 today. And let's stick with the cash for right now, and we'll flip over to the to the future as well, because there's just about a $5 difference uh, because we're getting closer to that March expiration. There's not a whole lot of interest in, and I mean money-wise interest, uh, in the futures versus the cash. So let's stick with the cash. So the first question is higher or lower for Friday from 40.55? I think we're going higher. Okay. Um, but before we do that, I'm going to let's, let's do ourselves a favor. And uh, can we put up sunny bands since I'm sure that's what you're basing it on? We can. Yeah, we can do that. You should be able to share now. Uh, screen number five. There we go. So, we got a sell signal right there on that red bar with the sunny bands. It came down on red touch. Ooh, just barely touched the bottom band, lower outer band, and bounced up. And it went through a flat DMA, which tells me it's at least going to the inner upper inner band, the teal one right here. If not, on up to uh, 4150, which is the upper outer band. Right. And if you... Because the other question, of course, is like we get put on the spot here. And what's what's your percentage of? Um, oh, I know that word. What do I time. think? It's what's my prediction percentage? Yeah. Well, with a flat DMA, it could easily just fall right back to that DMA. So I'm 
until it makes it out above that DMA nicely, I'm about 50%. Oh, thank you. And excuse me. Um, for me, and I'm going to take this right off of Sonny's charts because I agree with them. Um, I also, between now and Friday, uh, because a lot can change, but I will say that it does appear that we've already been at 4080 basis the S&P future. 4,100 is not that big of a stretch, but we've got four days in front of us. So I am also going to say higher, but my probability scale is a little bit less than the 50-50. So I'm going to give it the 45% probability. And the reason that I'm doing is because I think it's all, this whole market is going to depend on what the Fed chair says tomorrow when he goes in front of Congress that and, and, and you know, has to speak his piece and what's going on and how's the fight going and et cetera, et cetera. Now, if we had to base that on everything that we already have heard from the Fed governors out on the stump and just even from the chair himself, it still does not look good. Inflation is still stuck. Inflation is being stubborn and not really coming down. We're getting some slightly better numbers via CPI and PPI. But I think that what when we got the PCE figures last week, my thoughts are I don't think the CPI is going to come out and show continued improvement. Now, I know that somehow somebody pulled um, a voice bit bite from uh, Powell that he was talking about, yeah, 25 basis points for March. Well, you know that somebody got the narrative <laughs> going and they're now hanging on that. They're hanging. I've seen it more times. Oh, Fed's only going to do 25 again. And I just think it's like, no, that might be the case. But I think if they do, then the market's going to realize, this, the, the bigger players are going to realize, oh, that's it. Now he's done it two months in a row. Good for him. And they're going to sell it rather versus mm -hmm. buy it. They may that's be buying it now, thing. you know. They may be buying it now in anticipation of that, but I think it's one of those things by the rumor, sell the news. So, um, but right now, from what we can tell from the Fed funds is that the 50 basis point has is being priced in and moving forward, it is again, really telling us if we look out to July, we look out into all the way to September. That September contract in the Fed funds is making new contract lows. And I'm talking about, it's going back to 2008, 2009. That's the last time that contract really put in a low and then it just rallied off of that mm -hmm. and has stayed rallying off of that primarily because that's when we started to see rates just decline, 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 decline. And that lasted for those 13 years. So if so, the Fed comes in at 50, we're going down. If they come in at 25 with 50 already built in, we're going up. Okay. Would you agree with that? I, I do. I do. But I think, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't see that change occurring even even in the, the next month out for the Fed funds, which is June. Um, I'm not seeing any change. In fact, they continue to whack that one down today as well. So against the 30 year and the 10 and the five, and as well as the two, making along with the equity markets a, a strong recovery uh, Thursday and then again, Friday, um, they tried this morning and then they got caught up in that. And now they are moving more solidly lower. So again, with all that in mind, me personally, I always kind of go, 
gee, are traders paying attention to what the bond market is telling? Mm -hmm. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. What I can add is, and this is going to be our nice little segue. Oh yeah, we can put that guy up. Mm -hmm. You can see how it's now. You know, we got that. They did a great run on on Friday. We tried. We got up to that That's lower band. Average. We got up to that. How about that? Mm -hmm. We got right to it and reversed. Mm -hmm. That is incredibly interesting. So, <laughs> on my screen, it's not really showing up gold. It wasn't. It wasn't the gold band, was it? It got up to the gold. Yeah, purple's on top. It got up to the gold. This is not a very good dark brown. Is not a very good gold color. Uh -huh. Let's make it golden rod. I know because I was sitting going like there. Now you there. Now I gotcha. Now I see it clear as day. Um, <laughs> I do. Before I was like, I which which average is that? Um, now just so for the for people that may this is their first time looking at a chart that has all this wonderful stuff on it. May I ask you to just give us a an overview of what we are looking at in terms of what the sunny bands are. Okay, I'd be happy to do that. The gold and purple lines in the middle of the channel are my dynamic moving average. I call them DMA, dynamic moving average. And they were created, well, I've been using this Sunny Bands for 36 years and without any changes, without any parameter changes, no inputs of changes and no optimization. But I created that because I found that standard moving averages, simple, weighted, exponential, all of them, uh, engage in whipsaw. They'll whip back and forth during a period like this one over here. When that goes down and then up and then down and then up, the moving averages will whipsaw back and forth. And you see here, this dynamic moving average didn't whipsaw at all. So I created that mathematics because I was making lots of money in the trends and losing lots of money in the whipsaw. So I figured out something mathematically that, that adjusts itself dynamically with every tick of the market. Then I put the bands on it, which are 1.2 average true ranges and 2.0 average true ranges from the dynamic moving average. Direction. I'm sorry? In both directions. So 1.2 to 2. Well, and, and the, the strange thing about this is when gold is on top, it calculates the ATRs from the gold line. When purple's on top, it calculates them from the purple line. Okay. So you can see there that they're not symmetric. You know, this is not a mirror image top to bottom like Bollinger Bands are. Correct. Okay. Which, so which is then, nice. if gold is on top, I'm overall long. If purple's on top, I'm overall short. And that um, does not cross as fast as the sunny band signals, which come at the extreme. Okay. So it's, it's the extremes that I'm looking for. Right. And Go ahead. I was just wondering, what's the time frame on this chart? Is it a daily? Is it an hourly? Yeah, this one's daily. What would you like to Um. Well, can we look at the hourly? I pull them even lower, but wow, look at how nice that one looks. Mm -hmm. So we've now, got blue going up. There's the buy signal all the way up to the top and blue going over, red coming inside, and that's the short signal. Now, the, the yellow dot up top there, mm. was that a signal? No, was... that's my PHW indicator, which stands for potential hourly wage. And here are the words that accompany. So it tells me what the ideal profit. Now, those are swing highs and lows. Those are just swings, and they come after the fact. So it's really nice to see them at the perfect place, but they're they're uh, historical, not predictive. Okay. So it tells me the ideal profit on this chart, whatever the time frame, and it says date span is uh, 06 uh, of February to today. March 6, yeah, okay. 
So ideally we could have made whatever that says. I can't read it. And the PHW is only 60% of the ideal because I think you can give away 20% on the entry and 20% on the exit and still make a lot of money. Yeah, okay. and, yeah fair enough. It tells me there's uh, 13 trades possible on this chart. Okay, so tell me again, or just tell us again what the sell signal was. We've got bars going up with the outer sunny band here, the upper outer band, up, 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 mm -hmm. up, up, and they come down inside right here and they're inside the bands now so that's the cell signal so you yeah like the other indicator you're allowing for that basically likely was about 10 12 ticks so yeah yeah you're well and as soon as it goes see this is actually the signal this bar because it's yeah it's red so that's the signal but i don't take the entry until price goes below the close of the signal bar which it does right here at the top of that red bar. Right, okay. Okay. So you did get so in. I right. always, get in. Yeah. I always wait for price to confirm. Yeah. So yeah, as do I, that that's, um, I have to tell you folks, it just, just every time I see this, I'm like, yep, yep. That's a really good, this is a really good <laughs> Thank you, Mike. product. And I, I really like it. So in that vein, can we look at the S and P 60 minute daily? What? Um, let's, let's go with the 60 minute, because even, even if on a, on a day trading basis, um, like we were talking about before, if you're a day trader, then you're going to want to look at a, at a five minute, which is Sunny had already said is the Sunny band's favorite time frame. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're a swing trader, what time frame might you consider? Yeah. 60 minute would be good for, for swing A 15 minute. Yeah. So why don't we why don't we just go over and then again if you're if you're more of a position type trader then you're going to want to either go off the daily or the sixty minute. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm finding that people that are really the, the little bit longer term are would get too squirrely sitting mm -hmm. and watching because they, yeah. you, people get nervous. Well, cetera, even with the five minute, I think it's like watching grass grow. It can be. You're right. You're yeah. right. But then again, you know my favorite thing to do in any market is to scalp. Yeah. So, and as a scalper, sometimes two minutes is an eternity to wait. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and I don't know, I think it's just a part of, you know, patience. And uh, sometimes I haven't, sometimes I don't. Okay. So looking here at the 60 minute mm -hmm. in the S and P. So we've now come down and it looks like we attempted or got close and may still get close to testing the gold. Yeah. Gold is still on top. Well, right here is the sell signal on that. But gold is on top. And when gold's on top, I'm only, quote, expecting price to come down to the DMA. Give it so a test. That, and it touched it. See there, that little wick right there? Yeah. So it it touched the DMA. And so uh, I would take profits on that short trade. Okay. I mean, it's, 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 a whole, uh, it's a whole hour. <laughs> but uh, on this chart, that's where I would get out. Because gold still it was on a nice profit because it, from what I can tell you, they likely got short around 72 ish, maybe even higher 77. And that cover was 67. So yeah. that's 10 points right there. That's not bad. 10 S and P points, folks. That's $500 on a one $500. lot, $500 on a one lot. And you didn't actually, yeah, you had to wait, but it was worth wait. the wait. Can we look at the same thing on a five minute? We can please. Okay. So, wow. It's a lot of, lots of trades, lots of trades, lots of opportunities. So long, 
short to the DMA, long again up here, crossed over, went down, we're short again, just doesn't quite make it to the DMA. But if you if you have ice water in your veins like I do, you can hold through this and there we touch. So it'd be short from up here, the DMA. Then we go back long again, and there's a short six. So uh, using the five minute, did you you got out when it came down and touched the VMA, got back in when it broke back below the VMA, and now you're still holding short? No, this this was from from this yellow no, dot. Go, 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 today, go to the, yeah. So from there on, no, from today. Yeah, this so you got today, short there. Five minute chart. Right, so you got short up there. You came uh -huh. down to touch the VMA, next bar. Uh -huh. Yeah. Now, when it, in one bar right before, before that, before that, that one. That's where you might have covered your original short? I might have, but look what's happening on the histogram down below. Okay. Here. So I've got gold lines on the histogram telling me that gold's on top, and then they turn red. And that tells me gold is still on top, but look at the, the decrease here in the difference between the lines. It's moving right. down, 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 which tells me it's going to cross over. So that red bar on the histogram tells me to stay short. Then when once it then now turns purple, it suggests that gold is below really, the purple. Purple's on top. Yep. So on the, on all this, purple's on top, and we're still going down. And then we get a green bar on the histogram, and we're going up again. But this time, we're coming at it from the bottom side, and purple's on top. So I'm guessing that it's only going to go up to the DMA. Okay. I hope everybody's catching this. As Larry Williams said, we're all guessing all the time. Nobody knows. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I, I agree with Mr. Williams. And and you know, you and I stand in agreement on that. Mm -hmm. and at, at best, the market is going to do what the market is going to do. And there is so much input every single second. As And I think it, it bears just kind of giving a little bit of a conversation here. And, and my side would be that I know people understand, but as I truly understand that these indexes are now each time one of the component stocks upticks or downticks, the whole, the it's, it's then as, as our stocks are weighted, depending on its weight, every tick is going to cause or produce a new price for the index. And if mm -hmm. we've got this where, you know, with, within that five second window, 30, 40, 50, or a hundred of these stocks are changing, you're going to get these moves and they're going to happen and they're going to happen fast. And that's kind of what does actually occur. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that's what's so cool about the DMA. It updates with every one of those ticks. Right. And it, right. And so that's another thing to, yes, I'm glad you mentioned that because there's, there are many settings that you can give to a moving average. And obviously Sunny's has already programmed hers where every tick gets, you know, that that moving average is also going to get adjusted accordingly. And um, for example, on a day like today, we have a lot of the stocks within the S&P heading lower. But what we've got on the other side is we've got Apple, Microsoft. Let me see what else. Apple, Microsoft, Netflix, Micron, Meta, Honeywell, Google, Salesforce, Amet all moving higher along with Apple. Now, as I say that, and it starts to downturn again. But so these things move even quicker because the buyers are still basically moving into Apple because that was the stock that got news. Tesla had some news, so they're willing to sell it um, because they're recalling another model, et cetera, et cetera. So just a, it's market reaction to news. 
And of course, that then produces a lot of activity within that five minute or hourly or whatever. But that's why, of course, what we're talking about is like, you determine what style or what type of trader you are. If you're a day trader and you're a scalper, you're not trying to trade off of an hourly chart. It'll make you crazy. You're going to be trading off a five minute or lower. Now, let's just say we kind of got up that one uh, band on the bottom and now we broke it. Now we're going to try to hug it. Mm -hmm. Then, so yeah, now it didn't. So it's can, now we're breaking down again. So in terms of if you're in a trade, you would have reversed out or you would have gone short, let's just say, or, or maybe you're doing nothing. Well, it got confirmed on this blue bar. So that's the entry. And now I'm, and the DMA is not flat. Purple's on top. I would take that loss. Okay. And because because your other your on your histogram on the bottom, the green bar turned purple. Mm -hmm. And I like to take losses early. I don't like to hold on to them. I'd rather take a several small losses than one big one. To average it all out. That's what produces winning days. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. Um, we had discussed just before we went live. Um, again, if I had to look out, you know, we both said you know probably higher by the end of the week. And I want to just put some qualifiers around that because right now we're doing it on a technical basis. We're looking at a technical picture and the the possibilities. But as I said, that my probability scale sinks because my longer term view of the market remains that we're completing, we're completing a counter trend rally. And we may have completed that today. Now, not that I err towards caution, but you know, when I'm looking at my hourly chart as we did just previously and we had that 4100 up there staring us in the face as a possibility of where the market could go i think you it might have been your daily chart we were looking at that at the time um because i think it'll show right there mm -hmm. yep see and that's where that upper band is sitting at 4101 yeah. and you cannot ignore that and here's here's why. In in my view, there are algorithms that are pre-programmed and all of those orders are stacked. And then maybe adjustments are made to how far that algorithm can go to fill all those. And if that's happening, then we're looking at the the it could get programmed as they're starting starting their buys again, which I would imagine they could maybe start in two minutes or pick up again in two minutes. Mm -hmm. Or at least, you know, at some point during the day, those algorithms start pushing in the next round of buy orders versus sell orders. And that's what happens all day long. It's it's a lot of just pre-programmed when stocks, you know, they come in and they move money in or they take money out, et cetera, et cetera. Now, that's why I leave open that 4101 possibility between now and Friday. Mm hmm If I'm just going to do it Somewhere that you can get access to what the algorithms are doing? Um, on the Dom, yes and no. I think that basically I kind of just go on how they start. So mm -hmm. I'm always checking at the bottom of the hour, the you know, the quarter till the hour, top of the hour, except every 15 minutes. I think there's when they can flip and go, uh, when if they're done. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking for how they intend to set. There are many, many times where I'll see within that first 15 minutes after the opening, what they're really doing is just giving you a big head fake. 
Mm-hmm. They're putting through orders that might have been buy on buy on the open period, you know, exclamation point, exclamation point, not buy within the first hour, buy on the opening. So as stocks begin to open, that gets pushed right out, and then mm-hmm. boom, you get a run. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to base it on what I see them and how that looks like they're programming, and sometimes that may take that first 15 minutes to the first half hour. Mm-hmm. But I, I seem to f- also find that if they're starting out as sellers and it's more consistent, top of the hour might be when they're going to start buying yeah, their I, next I, round. I, like trade, like, I don't like to trade that first half hour. It goes straight mm-hmm. up and straight down or straight down and straight back up again. They, or everywhere in between. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, but because I, I really watch price action and I can watch that down to a 30 second chart, it puts a little bit different spin on it because as a as a day trader as a scalper again it's a skill it, it's not something that is for everybody uh because you have to be able to move fast and sometimes you have to make a really quick decision mm-hmm. but for me as a scalper i'm still employing my own trade rules and or my own trade plan and so i highly 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 recommend for everyone who's trading that you have that and you have that already set up prior to you entering any orders yeah. because what else have you got you're just going on a hope and women a prayer well i'm going to try to follow the market well that may or may not prove to be beneficial how many times have we sat here and we realized the market can be quite fickle you know you get a big buy order and suddenly there's a big sell order it's like well what's that all about it's like nothing more than just money moving in and out that's it and what may have been and let me tell you the big difference for me folks is like uh, because both Sonny and I have been trading for a very long time, in 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 days gone by, let's say, we had a specialist system on the New York Stock Exchange. And so there was a person, there was a human being who was in charge of a whole group of stocks or a post of stocks. Brokers would then take their orders and go out to the specialist, who his job was to get them put together if necessary. So somebody might have said, I got 500000 to buy, and somebody says, I got a million to sell. Agree on a price and let's get it on. Let's put it up. I got myself well, one see. of those jackets once upon a time. Once upon a time. Yeah. They had a dry cleaners in Chicago that carried them. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, I had to have my own with my name on the pocket. There you go. As did I for many, <laughs> well, many you years. you were real. You were I, was, I was real. You're right. I was a real market maker. Um, but today... And because, and this is the other thing, because it took me a while to truly work around going like, why don't they still have that type of system where these um, CTAs or just the traders that are coming in with the ETFs, you know, the money managers, that they have money going in, money going out, why they cannot put up one trade. In other words, I got this many to buy, I got this many to sell, boom, putting up one trade. And it's really because of the Dodd-Frank law that was passed after 2009. Yeah. As a result of that, as a result of the debacle that happened in 2008, 2009, new laws are put into place, quote unquote, to protect the public, to protect the public investor. Now, I don't know, in all honesty, if that's really working out or not, but it seems nobody's really complaining about it. So again, and then what we're also working into this whole equation is that during the day, we have another instrument called VWAP, Value Weighted Average Price. If you are a fund manager, you're going to be looking at this number, at this line, because 
you're going to be buying or selling and for your customers or your your shareholders over a period of time. And at the end of that day, it's like, yeah, you had an order, you gave me an order, you need to buy 100,000 shares, blah, blah, blah. Here's your price. But it's an average weighted. So you got a lot of that coming in and out and, and how that affects how we all trade and how the market's going to trade because they go up and down and through it. And so, what price is with the VWAP right now? On a, This is a five-minute chart? Yeah. Trying to right break there. through it. Trying to break through. Yeah. It 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 can be a magnet. And really, if it's if it's right to it and it's going to break through it, then what that's telling you is that the sellers are they're bigger, there are more, and they're gonna and they need to push because those orders are also market orders. So unless that can come in and you get that support where buyers are going to come in and support it. Add to this something that truly affects every single day now is you know, we we've got the narratives out there. All about what the Fed's going to do or not going to do, et cetera, et cetera. But more to the point, with the, we have the introduction of zero DTE. And what that stands for is zero days to expiration. It's a whole cycle. In fact, Sonny, I, if I can, I'm going to show my screen for a sec. Yes, let me unshare. There you go. And I want to share, I'll go this way and then put it up there. I'm going to put this up. And so now, you all can see what this is, is the options page. These are options that are expiring today. So when I say zero DTE, zero days to expiration, these become into play yesterday afternoon when the market reopens in Globex. These start to trade. So and then so we're trading futures already from yesterday, early evening, late afternoon, if you're out here on the West Coast. These open interest numbers, right? That gave me a hint coming in today what likely the market was going to attempt to do. And right out of the gate was 4080. That's what the open interest was coming in. Then we had 4050. And it's like, well, I don't think they're going to let it go below 40. They did bounce right back. So these expire today at four o'clock. They're done. And so, and then all of this gets settled in cash. But now, because we have zero DTE, we're going to see bigger players, big trading firms, big, big everybody comes into play in here. We start looking at our open interest levels or our volume level. And now we're going to be able to gauge what do we think they can do going into the close. So right now, we're trading at 4060. This is telling me mm -mm, 4080 to 4090. Now you start to think to yourself, well, are they going to be able to move this 21 points or 20 points between now and the close? My answer is going to be yes. Are they going to be able to move it 30 points on the close? My answer to you is yes. And if you want a reference point, look at Friday, look at Thursday, look at days last week. This is what seems to have been taking over in terms of how we trade or how these markets are trading. And this has zero to do with what Jerome Powell is going to talk about tomorrow, about what interest rates are going to happen in two weeks when the Fed meets of Apple. It has nothing to do with any of that. It has everything to do with this strike price and where we can get it to today. So it's purely, purely technical. It has nothing fundamental to it. But this is actually what's in control. And just to put a, a spin around this, 40 to 45% of the daily, daily options volume are in zero DTE options. So we have them here in the ES, and this is every day, Monday through Friday, 
expiration every day. We also have it in the SPX every day expiration. And then once in a while, they'll toss one out to you where it says, see what that says? AM. So not on the weekly basis, but on the monthly and the quarterly basis, oh, we get to expire one in the morning and then we get another one for the afternoon. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. And this has all been going on. And look at this, look at this list. These are all expirations. We're all the way out to December of 2027. I'm going to open that up. Let's take a peek. This is December, folks, of 2027. You got a lot of traders that are going to put trades on like out here. Now, either they're selling this premium or they're buying this premium and working it every single month, every single day between now and December of 2027. So there's a lot trading and it's happening within options. That has a great effect on how our indexes are going to trade and conversely, how a lot of the underlying stocks. And if you, if you understand, it's like how this has shifted from just owning shares and you bought shares based on, well, what was their dividend? Well, I'm going to get a return for buying my shares. That's kind of gone by the wayside. Why is somebody going to buy Apple? Well, Goldman Sachs said it's going to go to $199. I guess I want to get in. And it's the biggest retail stock we have. But otherwise, that was the main reason. But then if I go over and I'm going to start looking at Apple Computer, and I just look at these options expire Friday. So in the underlying companies and, and of, that are members of the S&P or the NASDAQ, we have expirations every Friday. So last Friday, I was sitting and thinking, 150, that's where the volume rolled around. And it's still stuck, even coming in today for this Friday, 150 would have been your baseline. Now let's look. Look at that. 155 for certain. Is it that far away? No. In fact, we've been above it. You start to see how they're going to start to put this around. But what is this going to then be based on? It's based on the volatility. As we get closer to Friday, these options need to be closer in price to what's actually happening in the stock. So in other words, the 150 call right now is saying that it's if you want to purchase it, you have to pay $5.50. Well, if we did it on an intrinsic basis, the value is not $5.55. It's $4.90. That's what it should be worth. Maybe, because actually intrinsic is zero because it's trading below $150. Or excuse me, it's trading above $150. As I go up, it's trading below $150. So if I use the 155, which is where what my brain was trying to do. Sorry for the confusion. If I go to the 155, you're going to see what value does it have? None. It's not trading $155. Now it is. So it's worth a penny. Oh, that goes. So this is what we consider premium. So what traders are attempting to do, they want to take advantage of the premium. Right now, it's not that great of a trade. But when this premium gets high enough, they're going to sell it by the underline. And it's a done deal. This gives somebody the right. You buy this, it gives you the right to sell or purchase 100 shares sell, of Apple. Sell, sell. Yeah, really. That's my that's my automated strategy, calling out a trade. There you go. Um, uh -huh. But anyway, not to get too complex in here, but all of this now is what truly on a weekly basis is pushing prices. So while we may sit there and go like, why is the market going up? Why is the market going down? I mean, we got lots of reasons why the market should go down based on what we see happening with the interest rate. But then we got this, right? this humongous move. And truly and honestly, it was all built like that was throughout a pretty strong buy signal 
and it was done via algorithms. So they come running in, but more importantly, it reached a low, it, it, it fit a fib level right on the nose and produced a, a situation where I was expecting the rally. I was expecting the market to rally off. And then I can put up the next level of fibs, which told me that the market should reach 4050. And then you just watch it do it. And then I start comparing that to what my options are telling and where that's going to come. Now, that's pure trading via the, the technicals versus the fund. But I'm trying to just, what I really am trying to say is that that, that actually, folks, is what's happened. When the fundamentals do creep back in, i.e., we're getting, you know, I believe tomorrow we get, um, I'll tell you that real we do have CPI, and that is not, we have, we have Powell, actually, tomorrow Powell testifies to the Senate, Wednesday Powell testifies to the House, both those days are going to be big, but it's next week we get CPI, we have CPI on the 14th, so a lot of people are going to try to trade with that number in mind, so again, when we try to put together what's really going to affect the market, it doesn't seem to rally or, or decline according to fundament. So we have to find something different. And that's why I want to, and I'm going to go back, Sonny, I'm going to take my share off if you put Sonny Bands back up, Oh, thank you. which is why I'm now advocating for people that want to trade and are looking for solid signals on which to trade on. I have a very basic statement, folks. If you can't beat them, join them. And That's a good one. If you're trying to beat what you're trying to beat are algorithms that are going to be much faster than your eyes, than your brain. I know there's a lot of us that are extremely intelligent and we can click numbers in our head really quick, but I'll never outdo a computer. And so the and the computer's already set up. If it sees, you know, A equals B equals execute, it's already done it, and you're still trying to enter your option or enter your stock order, or enter your sell order, and the, and the algorithm has already got it. So what I want to do is now how we can use Sunnyband in stocks, because many people don't want to trade the indexes. They still prefer to trade uh, individual stocks. Let's start with Apple because it's in the news, and we can see that gorgeous rally. So I'm going to take the VWAP in the way. There we go. And look at this gap up right to... See this horizontal line I've got drawn here? I call these things attractors. Support and resistance, moving averages, uh, Fibonacci lines, they all attract price to them and away from them. So we're going right there to that orange line, which is 157.50, and we'll probably fall back. Okay. And did when did this catch a buy signal? Buy signal is right there. And what was that date? March uh, the 2nd, Thursday. Second, yeah. So somehow, Sunny Bands. With the market data, with how traders were trading, was one step ahead of Goldman Sachs coming out and making their announcement. <laughs> because, because seriously, right? Because yeah, they made their yeah. announcement today. Sunnyland's yeah. caught it on Thursday. Yeah. Now, or at the worst, on Friday. Still a good entry. For true, that. true. But still, with that gap, you would have definitely caught it. But my yeah. point is, is that when you're trying to trade technically, or you're trading according to, then because that's what others are doing. Regardless of Goldman Sachs as an analyst coming out today to, to put this huge upgrade in the price for Apple, the market, for whatever reason, started to, to put something together to the buy side. And you just got the extra boost from that Goldman Sachs analyst coming. Mm -hmm. So exactly. And you my purpose it of strong, Michael, because you see when it's coming down here, we go uh -huh. down, down on red. 
And we don't even touch the outer band. We bounce off the inner band. That tells you we're going up for sure because it doesn't have enough momentum to get below that band. There you go. There you go. And the other point I want to make, and this is actually, and I'm not giving a plug, but this is something I think is important, that David has put together a magnificent lineup of women, women mm. technicians, women analysts, women traders. And I can't speak enough that please do not discount, do not discount what many of these women are trading with and their own work and their own style and incredible. <laughs> yeah, good. Thank you, David. Go ahead and put that out now. I mean, it's just, folks, you don't want to miss yeah, this. We have a, you don't we have a great, great lineup planned. Oh, I know. I, I saw it. I saw it. It is incredible, including Sonny. Sonny will be Yeah, of course. Of I will Sonny. be there. Uh, do you want to, uh, uh, Sonny, do you, do you want to talk a little bit about what you're planning on, planning on talking about this week? Sure, I can do that. I'm going to be addressing short-term trading using Sunnyband, and I'll go through different charts, stocks, futures, things like that, and talk about uh, what the signals are and what the current status is and just show how I use them. All right. Sounds good. And you're going to be on at Thursday, uh, Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. There you go. Perfect. That means eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, come on. We get up at four four thirty now. I don't get up till four forty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you grab that extra fifteen. But what I'd what I'd like to do because it's kind of what we were talking about before we actually started the show today, and we have a few minutes left. Can we just take a look? I I, I talked about two that were helping to control some of the markets today. The first one being um, Salesforce, and that symbol is C R M, and Salesforce, as everybody knows, blew the doors off. <clears throat> and not blew so much gap. on their earnings, they blew the doors off on their forward guidance. Mm -hmm. Now, so the stock is pulling back a little bit as it likely should. But let's just let's get the sunny man views on Salesforce. Well, we got a buy signal right back here on this. On the 24th so of February. On the 24th of February, we got a buy signal on that one. And again, it didn't go below the inner band, which is a sign of strength. And we've got a flat DMA and it pushed above that DMA right there and told me it's going on up. And sure enough, it did. So uh, if this goes, if this blue bar right now goes, turns red and goes down inside the Sunday bands, that's where I would take profits or go short. But you got your buy signal back here. So you're sitting very, very pretty. If you didn't already take your profits, you're sitting very pretty. Next up that we want. One to 190. Yeah. Hello. Exactly. Nice trade. Even on 100 shares, folks, nice trade. And also, other things to consider. That's $3,300. Yeah. There's, there are ways that you can go in. It's like if you're seeing this on your stock chart, but you don't necessarily have, because of the price of the stock, enough margin capability to go ahead and buy the stock, you can trade the option. Mm -hmm. There are options on Salesforce as well. And usually, I'm I'm filling in for uh, Jim Kenny, who is the options professor. He would be the one to fill you in on all that good stuff. Now, the other thing that I wanted to uh, talk about today was Honeywell, which seems to be pro, uh, in, in the go. And then also, let's add Microsoft after that. Okay, no. Well, Honeywell's not feeling too good. We've got a short sell signal back here that we just keep going. I mean, that's a long time. That's uh, 11.28 of 22. Right. And it's just, 
it, we've got a flat DMA over here. In all likelihood, it's going to impede further movement up, and we're going down a little further. So if you were short, you're still holding on to your short. Mm -hmm. What did today's move tell you when it went up and touched that gold band? Told me that that's likely the end of that move. It might go above the DMA just a little bit. Like, see, it did back here, and it yeah. did back here. It went above, but it's still very weak. It doesn't go above the inner band either time, and it just keeps going down. It goes up above and that band this time, and it's a blue bar. Yeah. What is that going to look? At what's this. that going to tell us? Just a second. There's the attractor on this chart. See this flat DMA back here, and price tries it and tries it and tries it, and finally bounces off of it. Yeah. That's at uh, 177, and I think that's so this one just tells me that it's still weak. With the buy signals right here, take it there, and so you've got uh, from 91 to. 99 so you've got eight points of profit there chances are it's going to retreat again and just as an old options trader if you are long the stock and you're thinking well i hope the stock can go through all of this even though there's possibility that may not you might just want to put a put underneath your stock mm -hmm. i do have so clients that are trading options with sunny bands hey see there you go that's a whole nother <laughs> subject you get to cover on thursday Oh, I don't know anything about options. <laughs> All right. So let's take a quick look at Microsoft, which remains popular. Again, folks, don't forget that artificial intelligence is the buzzword these days. And mm -hmm. so we're all constantly. And so we're looking for, uh, well, a lot of retail are looking for uh, stocks that will benefit from the growing popularity in artificial intelligence. It's a whole nother sector and it it, it will be strong. Mm -hmm. And but it's going to go through its bumps and grinds. But you know, here we are at the early stages. Okay, Microsoft. So, so we've got a sell signal on Microsoft there on the 9th of February. We go down, 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 down. We touch the bottom band and turn blue and go long. So we've we've come up here. Now we're touching the upper inner band. I think that Microsoft and, and the DMA is flat, but it's above it and because it got out above it on in this case. And gold is still on top on the DMA. I think we're going to go on up to 284. Wow. Yeah. And so we've got, uh, you know, 28 points left to go up. Yeah. And, and folks, I hope you don't mind because it was just me and Sonny today. And, and I personally really like Indicator. I really mm -hmm. like its functionality. I really like its consistency. And so that's why I'm 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 basically like, hey, let's look at all this stuff via the Sunny Band. Um, Thank you. Please for that, sign. Michael. You're very welcome. Please sign up uh, for the the larger program that David's going to be doing this week because uh, I strongly I know a lot of the women that are going to be presenting, and each one of them is solid. Is solid. Whatever they're going to talk about, that's their history. They're talking about. They're bringing it to us. Um, so yeah. I love it. So May sunny, I real quick. You certainly can. Um, anybody that wants a free trial of this, if you have TradeStation or MultiCharge, just text me the word Sunny Bands or Sunny Bands Trial, and uh, I'll be happy to fix you up with a seven-day free trial of Sunny Bands and the other indicators. And my phone number is 760-908-3070. I'll put that in the chat. By the way, folks, go ahead and free feel free to call. She loves it. <laughs> I know I do. She loves it. She loves, she's telling you the truth. She's telling you the truth when it's like she loves to, to help people. She likes to teach people. She likes people to trade. Um, 
And just on my side, wrapping up, so, gee, David, we're coming in a little bit under. That's going to be rare for me. Um, <laughs> again, I'm Michael Filigera. I am uh, the head proprietor within uh, TradersHelpingTraders.com and also LogicalSignals.com. I have a trade room and that operates each morning from uh, 6 a.m. Pacific to 8 a.m. Pacific, so 9 to 11. <laughs> Um, and it it is basically structured as a teaching. So I, again, like Sonny, I love to teach. I like to share uh, different things that I've learned to help people become more successful in trading. But I add additional things. I add mindset. I add other factors into what creates or prevents traders from truly reaching their goals with trading. And you can contact me either through the website or you can send me an email, michael at mjf, the number one partners.com. And I always answer my emails. You can ask questions, you can inquire. Again, at the trade room, I also produce uh, Eye of the Storm podcast, of which Sonny has been my guest and will be, a, will be my guest again. Um, and then I have other guests, plus I, and those are on uh, YouTube and Traders Helping Traders. So you just do that and then uh, my name and you'll get tossed over to my channels. And then I also do a daily Elliott Wave update on the uh, S&P and the NASDAQ futures. Thank you all. Thank you, David, for asking me to come in and moderate today. Thank you, Sonny, for having fun with me today. Oh, we do turn, enjoy it. And I'm going to turn it back over to you, David. All right. Uh, yeah, another great episode. So um, like we talked about, be sure, be sure to join us this week for the fifth annual Women Teach Trading and Investing event that will start tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And we'll be going until um, six o'clock uh, each night. So it'll be tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time. So we have a great lineup. Um, so you can go to um, timingresearch.com slash live to see the full uh, schedule for for the event. And uh, and then while we're live, you can go to basically any page on Timing Research and you'll be able to see a link to join the live event. Um, so uh, yeah, be sure to join us this week. Also, uh, be sure to subscribe to Timing Research on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. Uh, and also on, uh, you can find us on Substack now to, so you can get updates that way. And uh so I just want to thank my guests again for today, Sonny Harris of MoneyMentor.com and Michael Filigera of LogicalSignals.com and TradersHelpingTraders.com. Thanks, everyone. Thank, thank you. you Have a good afternoon. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.